hey out there to all people, and Dollar Store Men in Black. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy that's always making deals, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm doing good, Brandon. I got a deal for you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I never make <sighs> deals. I'm like... You got me excited. I Somebody's love deals. like, hey, can I have this? And I'm like, sure. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like only if you give me a cheeseburger with bacon. Like I'm not like that. Oh, are you a haggler? No, of course not. Like I went and bought a vehicle one time, and they were like, "It's going to be this much," and I was like, "All right, cool." <laughs> yeah, sounds sounds good. That's a deal. Let's do it. <laughs> you wouldn't steer me wrong. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty pathetic when it comes to that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. I know. I hate it. I'm a very anyway. confrontational person. <laughs> How's your week been? Full of oh. confrontation, I hope. No, thank goodness. Uh, my week has been pretty boring. I feel like it was really, really quick week this week. Oh, I bought these flowers for Mother's Day for Kim. Yeah. And they're these really, I think they're called like, fush- every time I look at it, it looks like fushigi, which reminds me of those balls that like... <laughs> I have no that, uh, idea what you're talking about. The Fushigi balls that David Bowie spins around in his hand in the labyrinth. Okay. Well, if you mention David Bowie and balls, I know immediately what yeah. I mean. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't, right? Um, no, like, they're, they're called, like, Fushias or something. Anyway, they're, like, these purple and pink flowers. I put them up the other day, and I swear to God, I seen a hummingbird. A hummingbird, Brandon? It graced my presence. No way. Yeah, way. Do they even have hummingbirds in Australia? Because hummingbirds are great. I don't know. I haven't seen one, but I also, like, haven't seen one ever. Well, you haven't seen one in, like, a spider web, so that's a good sign. Um, the spiders just work quick. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, anyway, so we got a hummingbird feeder that we're going to put up today, and I hope that a lot of hummingbirds come our way, and they bless our house with really small bird energy. <laughs> be great. Yeah, hummingbirds are cool. They are, yeah. What about you, Brandon? Did you do anything sweet this week? Hmm... No. That's fine. You know what? Every week doesn't have to be a winner, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, none of them none of them have to be winners. Nah. It is Comic Con this week, a little bit down south of where you used to live. Oh, are you going to a Comic Con? No. We did go to this Comic Con a couple of years ago though. That was where I met April O'Neill from the original Ninja Turtles. Oh, I remember that. I was very jealous. Yeah, she was awesome. We also met a couple other people. I can't remember where they were off the top of my head. <laughs> a couple of Walking Dead people, maybe. I don't remember. Well, were they in Halloween Town? Then I don't care. That's okay. A couple of the people from my work were um, going this weekend to meet um, Ski Ulrich. And who played Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, the live-action one? What was his name? He was in Scream as well. <sighs> Matthew Lillard. Yeah, they're going to go meet Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see the pictures and say, I can't believe you met Shaggy. <laughs> I knew somebody who met Matthew Lillard. I know, right? I basically met Matthew Lillard. But anyway, you know, maybe we should talk about this episode. I'm pretty excited to talk about this episode. Me too. I hope that this episode, boy. Because this episode is outrageous. This episode is batshit fucking crazy, Brandon. (laughs) So we are talking about the Goosebumps episode, Don't Go to Sleep. Mm -hmm. And Cortland... What's up with this episode? Everything, Brandon. This episode is everything. <laughs> it's got it all. It's fucking crazy. I don't even. I watched it twice. I don't even know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> well, that's the point. I think that's the point. Yeah. And uh, 
would you say overall you liked it? I'd say overall I think it's my favorite episode of the season so far. I mean, I just, the bar is pretty low, not gonna lie, but like, wow, this episode's great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's just, it's just pure chaos. The pretty much the entire episode from the first line actually is pure <laughs> chaos. <laughs> <laughs> It gets it goes off the rails pretty quickly, as we'll see. Yeah, immediately. Like, there's words in this episode that I'm not going to let you talk about because it's very offensive. <laughs> it just goes well, crazy I'm going to say it. You, you can bleep me if you want. Oh, yeah. I'm going to totally bleep you out, and then I'm going to put the person talking in there. So, like, Although right I feel away. like a bleep, a bleep would somehow make it more <laughs> offensive sounding. Yeah, well, I'm just going to take the audio from the episode and just transpose it onto you, and we'll let the episode speak for itself for that one line. uh, Yeah, then I I don't have to. We're not here here to offend anybody, no matter what, you know? (laughs) Except for those people that get offended by stuff we have to say. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, maybe we should just start talking about it. We did. We hyped it up so much already. Let's just get into the episode, because this could either be a really long one or a really short one. I don't know yet. It's going to be both at the same time. Well, that's that's about right for the episode, I'd say. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start off at the beginning. And this episode, like most episodes, begins at night in a house. Mm-hmm. A young teenage boy sits at a table and asks, How come Greg gets to go and I don't? And his older sister tells him, Because you're a midget. <laughs> Wow. Okay, Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. She hits that hard M right away. <laughs> right away. Yeah. Uh, I'm not letting you say that one on podcast, television. I don't know. Thank you, Cortland. You're welcome. Next thing you know, we're going to get canceled. <laughs> yeah. Goosebumps. Just, just for featuring Goosebumps clips. I need to know if that's in the book. You know, if that line is uttered in the book as well. I'm sure it's transcribed right from the book, and it was a different time, Mm -hmm, you know. The 90s. Wild time. The 90s. But yeah, uh, it's weird. It's weird how time changes things, because back then, like, I wouldn't have even... Wouldn't even bad It just wouldn't have even entered my brain as like, wait, what? No, and then, like, I don't know, this whole thing where, like, People have emotions and feelings and stuff, and you should be conscious of them. Weird, right? Yeah. It's weird that that's a lesson we have to learn. (laughs) You know, some of us are still getting there. Mm, Yeah, about that. Those people. (laughs) We should move on. (laughs) I don't want to talk about those people anymore. (laughs) Yeah, this episode could kind of bring up a lot of things that I don't want to talk about. There's Supreme Courts, and there's, you know... Brain surgery, etc. Okay. Okay. So, mom interrupts her daughter's hate speech and tells her son to do the dishes. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to talk about dishes anymore, either. Fuck dishes. I hate dishes. Can can we still say that? Yeah. Oh, yep. We can. Can we swear on this podcast, Quentin? We sure can, Brandon. All right. Uh, To heck with the dishes and... Dishes is the devil's work. (laughs) And mom says she'll be back from class around 10. Class? Oh, okay. Yeah. We never find out what class. If she's teaching a class Let's make or it up just for attending. Her. I think she's doing that. She's doing that thing where she paints a naked person. Because that's on brand for this episode. Hmm. 
I was thinking like she's definitely doing one of those get drunk and do painting oh. things. So painting is definitely involved. That's something I want to do. <laughs> Skip the painting, am I right? Oh my god, I'm such a lush. <laughs> <laughs> Then an older teenage boy, whose name is Greg, comes into the kitchen. He chugs milk from the carton and throws nice. it into the sink. That's so Greg. Another dish! God damn it, Greg! I mean, it's not really. It's fucking paper, but... Yeah, but, like, just take care of it. Recycle it. No, that's not Greg's way. Anyway, Greg tells Mom, Goes a ready to hockey game? Be back around 11. And that's that's as close as I can get, Cortland, because this <laughs> is another one of those lines I had to rewind like 30 times. And I asked Rebecca, I was like, what is he saying? And we listened to it together and we couldn't figure it out. So goes a a hockey game. He's going to a hockey game. Yeah, that's all we know. He's back at <laughs> Something about years. a hockey game. <laughs> then the younger boy, whose name is Matt asks again why he can't go to the hockey game. Yeah, he's like, what did my brother just say? <laughs> he's like, I want to go to the hockey game. <laughs> Mom, I'm down with the do in the hockey. <laughs> and Mom's like, no, no, no. How's it a do-do? <laughs> Basically, this whole episode, Mom just says, no, no, no. <laughs> she does. You could make a great montage of Mom saying, no! Oh, this episode already has one. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Did your work oh for God. you, Jesus. Sure did. What a great episode. It's the episode that you got given. <laughs> Mom says that Matt can't go because it's a school night, and that Greg is 17, and Matt is only 12. Mm, okay. Mom scolds Greg for not taking a jacket, and so he grabs one with a little huff. He's like, Neh. The sister, named What's Pam... Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't even think they said it, but I guess so. She's on a cordless phone and wearing a beautiful neckerchief and tells everyone to shut up. Yeah. She's on the fucking phone, Brandon. Jeez, you shut up. <laughs> All right. Pam is talking. I just wanted to have to do a hockey game. <laughs> then you get money to have to do a hockey Oh my god, Brandon. Brandon. Okay, I'm looking at the episode right now with her neckerchief. Looks gorgeous. She's very orange. Love it. She is standing in front of a painting that is a picture of a broccoli and some eggs, and the broccoli's got a little (laughs) neckerchief on it, too. What? Are you serious? I'm going to send you a picture. Okay. You have to see this shit. This, yes. Give me like five minutes. Let's interrupt the podcast so I can send you a picture on Facebook. Take your time, bro. There we go. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> I know. I know. Did they never commission that for this episode? Like I hope so. Or did they find this painting and they were like, Well now we've got to put a neckerchief on Pam. Yep, that might be what symbolism. it is. Symbolism. Symbolism exactly. Symbolism is everywhere in this episode. <laughs> <sighs> we see Matt walk up to another phone hanging up in the kitchen to make a call. And then Mom just straight up walks behind him and phone Jackson. Damn. Matt complains that he doesn't have his own private line. And Mom tells him, wait three years, then we'll talk. Wait three years? Well, never mind. Landlines will be dead. Cortland. Yeah. The, like, beginning act, the first act of this episode is just blank check. 
Oh my god, right? Yeah. <laughs> he even looks like Preston Waters. <laughs> well, I feel like this episode just takes from everything, so... It kind of does. I'm cool with that. I'm cool uh, with it. And, and that works in the story, but yeah, it really is blank check. This This young kid, you know, he's not quite like a teenager, and he's got older siblings who yeah. have more... What's the word I'm looking for? Damien and Ralph, right. They're... <laughs> We get it. <laughs> yeah, Damien and Ralph, they've got uh, hand and foot industries. They sleep but the face. Yeah, it's great. But <laughs> Yeah, and this kid's like, I want my own everything. My own room. My own money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Me too, I love this Because game. I love Blank Check. <laughs> oh, I could watch Blank Check on repeat for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> we should. And record a podcast about it. Do you think this kid is a good actor? Because I honestly was like up and down through the whole episode. Like, oh my god, this kid is horrible. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? He did really well with the scene. And then the next scene, it's like, oh my god, you're embarrassing me. Yeah. No, I feel exactly the same. I think he's (laughs) not great in the beginning parts. And then when he does like reactions throughout the episode, I'm like, damn, okay. You got some chops there, kid. And then when he talks, it's like, oh, wait, no, he doesn't. (laughs) Very inconsistent, but we'll see later on if you know he improved and got other work. Oh yeah, yeah! I can't wait to see the IMDb profile because this episode has like twenty characters in it. I didn't look, so I'm pretty excited to actually see if he did anything else. Um, Pam loudly says, "I'm going to have to go in another room. It's a zoo around here." Oh, Pam, shut up. Yeah, that's ridiculous. First of all, it's not that loud. And second of all, why is she in the kitchen anyway? Right. Get out of here. Like, why would like if she's got her own phone line and a cordless phone, why would she be like, I'm going in the kitchen? She's the worst. Yeah, she kind of is, but she's also not in this episode, like, at all. That's good. <laughs> Mom gets off the phone, and Matt asks her if it would be okay if he moved his room to the attic. She goes, huh? What? Why? And he tells her because his room is so tiny and he'll get more privacy up there. I don't believe that at all. Mom shoots that idea down, saying, No, honey, don't be ridiculous. It's out of the question. Matt's had it now. I said no. He throws a dish towel in frustration and says, That's not fair! For like the third time so far in this episode. Mm -hmm. Mom tells him, I know it's frustrating, but you're not going to be 12 forever. And soon you'll get to do everything your brother and sister are doing. He'll get to go to the hockey game. <laughs> With the hockey, yeah. <laughs> I never heard that once growing up as the baby of my family. But I don't think yeah. I ever complained about anything, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the only thing I probably ever wanted to do was, like, stay up a little later. Which we did all the time at 12 years old anyway. But remember yeah. that one time, you know, you wanted to do the hockey game and your brother was like, I wanted to do the hockey. And your mom was like, no. No, no. Remember that? Yeah. Classic. <laughs> yes, I chronicled it in this episode of Goosebumps. <laughs> you were the Greg of the family, Brandon. Just just admit it. <laughs> Greg? Was it the, the hockey name? game? Yeah. The Greg is the, the older boy, yeah. Yeah, you were the Greg. Well, kind of. Matt says, I don't want to be 12. But Mom tells him, that's life. Shit sucks. And being grown up ain't all tight. Be glad you're 12. With that, mom wrong. drops the mic and walks away. <laughs> but as soon as she's gone, Matt says, well, I'm not 
Glenn. Yeah, so Matt is uh, unhappy with existing. Everything. Right. <laughs> yes. Being 12, I guess. Being 12 was great, you guys. I loved being 12. Yeah, mom's right, Matt. Like, this is the best time of your life. Mm-hmm. No responsibilities. It's great. Mm-hmm. The next thing we see is Matt sneaking his way into the attic. Rolled up comic book in his pocket and carrying a sleeping bag and a flashlight. What's he going to do? I'm going to guess read a comic book. Okay. All right. Well, what's Pam doing? Well, Pam, who's supposed to be babysitting, is in the next room giggling on the phone. (laughs) She's like, no way. way. That's awesome. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Well, that's about all we get out of Pam. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Ominous music plays as Matt closes himself into the dark attic. Inside, he walks around with the flashlight exploring the place and accidentally spooks himself with a mannequin wearing a fedora. Oh my god. They've got one of those for some reason. Well, whatever. Maybe mom is into fashion and she uses it to create her designs. She can't be into fashion and painting, Cortland. She can do it all. Goosebumps' parents only get one hobby. Matt sits on an old mattress and starts talking to the mannequin, saying, Hey, how's it going? I don't care what anyone says. I'm hanging out here tonight. I love the part where he's flashing it in the mannequin's face. I mean, it doesn't have a face because it's blank, but like, if it was a person, he would be flashing that flashlight right in their face. He don't give a fuck. Well, that's goosebumps He tells the mannequin, not old enough, like what's gonna happen? And this is one of those Um, terrible acting scenes. Yep. It is. This is where he's like, my my own rule. My (laughs) own money. (laughs) Matt puts on a voice and mocks his mother, saying, That's reality, Matt. Then he's himself again and says, Reality. Who needs it? I hate reality. Same. (laughs) So we got a future flat earther here. The music, though, Brandon. (laughs) The music is uh, odd in this episode. This episode is actually, like, very musical. There's Mm -hmm. quite a lot of music, and it's all very... It's varied. It's a a eclectic mix of tracks. Yeah, some of them are are sung a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, there's some lyrics in this episode. I like it. It's 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 a nice change. Me too, yeah. Matt lays down and starts reading his comic by flashlight. Then a ceiling fan starts spinning by itself, but he doesn't notice. The music gets even more intense now, and the camera really wants us to focus on that mannequin for some reason. Mm -hmm. Matt falls asleep, and clips of things people have said to him start playing on loop. Like, that's reality. Be glad you're a kid. No. (laughs) Yeah, so he just kind of starts spinning, and he did that thing where the the episode told him not to, where he fell asleep, I guess. Yeah. And um, didn't expect, so Don't Fall Asleep did not expect this to be the episode for that cover and everything, considering there's not a monster in this episode at all, spoilers, but uh, I like where it went. Yeah. It went to I mean, that that cover really makes you think, you know, it's just another generic, like, oh, there's a monster, and the kid is scared of monsters, and then the monster gets him. Mm-hmm. But, no, this episode's actually just fucking bananas. Yeah, the monster's actually two dudes. <laughs> he 
Yeah, so, yeah, his he, his bed starts spinning, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And we get into a commercial. When we come back, we see Pam and Mom talking in a Dutch angle. Nice. Pam is complaining to Mom that she wants her own phone line. And oh, says man. that it's not fair that Matt has his own phone line. Mom don't give a shit, and she tells Pam... Talk to me when you make the all-star team. <laughs> Wow, putting her kids on pedestals, I love it. I like how, like, with Matt, it was, like, something that he just had to wait for, but it was achievable. Like, you just grow up a little bit. With Pam, it's like, just be a fucking all-star. I Yeah, right? I love that. Like, sorry, you're useless to our family, Pam. You can't have anything. <laughs> be more talented. <laughs> that neckerchief only gets you so far, Pam. Mm-hmm, true. Matt walks into the room, and Mom gives him a big smooch. Older brother Greg says, Gasarda game last night. And seriously, <laughs> Corlin, I don't know what the fuck this guy is saying. Well, he is he's only in cereal. like two scenes of this episode. And like both times I was like, what? What? <laughs> I know you spent an hour and a half trying to describe, to, to decipher what he was saying. And I still failed. It's a big game last night. <laughs> Then Pam walks up and hands Matt the phone, telling him, it's for you, isn't it, always? So Matt is like, what the fuck? But he takes the call. It's a cereal company wanting to put his picture on the front of a cereal box. Nice, and Life. Did Life have, like, random kids on it? Yeah, they had a competition where you could get your face on the cereal box. Oh, okay. I know they had Mikey because he liked it. But yeah, well, once Mikey grew up, they were like, all right, let's get some random ass kids. Start a competition. You know how kids like those. Does Wheaties still have like athletes? Mm, probably not anymore. I could be wrong, though. I don't know. I don't know. Who eats Wheaties? Ugh, weirdos. No offense. Oh, gross. <laughs> Our Wheaties fans. <laughs> <laughs> you just lost a lot of listeners. All those followers are gone. Subscribers, not anymore. Lost our Wheaties sponsorship. <laughs> Mom snatches that phone and tells the person on the line that all endorsement offers have to go through Matt's agent. Mm -hmm. Mom hangs up and ushers Matt off to some sports game he has to play. It's game time, baby. (laughs) NBA Jam. Oh boy, then what happens, Brandon? Okay, so here we go. (laughs) Then it cuts to a limousine driving through a very quiet, unpaved country road. Some weird voice says, Truth is stranger than fiction. And a chorus of voices says, That's reality. (laughs) That first voice says, Nothing so strange as fiction. And the voices again go, That's That's reality. reality. Oh boy. Then the voice says, Some funky, fresh, early 90s hip hop starts playing. As the limo window rolls down. I'm sure it's playing right now. And you're... Oh, yeah. It's a tree. Two men in black suits and sunglasses stare out the window at Matt's house as mom leads him to the car. At Matt's mansion. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big house. She's got a giant ass bag of hockey gear. And she's trying to give him a pep talk. But Matt is just like, seriously, what the fuck? I don't even play hockey. Mm, That's this episode. Yeah. I don't know anything. The episode. (laughs) That's the rest of Matt's lines. <laughs> I don't know how to do blank. 
Yep. It cuts suddenly to a hockey game. Matt can barely even skate and falls down. This part of the episode. (laughs) We see a ridiculous looking man wearing an all plaid suit and plaid tie yelling at Matt to get his ass up. Yeah, and he's got... So we see him and he's got coach written across his belly. Like... (laughs) Yes. But this whole this whole part of the episode is basically just Matt getting plowed over by adults. <laughs> yes. Why? What He's is going the on? only child and this this hockey game. So this rink it's pitch black lit only by like a single spotlight. Yeah. That is not the way to play hockey. That's got to be a really bad like spectator way to watch hockey at least the spectators are like right next to them like on the ice essentially and it's just that's a couple true of kids that look like they're rejected from harry potter <laughs> being all like <laughs> matt keeps getting shoulder checked and getting his ass kicked as the coach which you can tell because like you said it says coach right on his yep. little belly uh, coach yells at him more and tells the guys on the bench not to be like matt which is weird because I thought that they would be like, oh, be like this kid. He gets endorsements for cereal boxes, you know, kind of like keeping it up. Like, But this yeah, is the only time that they're like, like be like this, this kid, kid. He's so good. He's on this team with like grown adults for some reason. Yeah, that have no shame and they just keep checking him to the ground. I don't get it. Yeah. But I love it. Anyway, even though Matt's terrible, a group of kids is still on the sidelines waving pictures and papers to get autographed by him. <laughs> And oddly enough, like, one of the kids is holding a comic book. Yeah. And on that. the comic book, it says, Creatures from the Muck, in, like, a very obvious homage to Tales from the Crypt, because it's, like, the exact same style of comic cover. Yeah, I would have expected it to be, like, a Goosebumps cover, though. Like, maybe You'd You Can't think. Scare Me's cover or something. But that's okay. I mean, I like the Tales from the Crypt motif. Yeah. That's the right word. Probably not. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. None of it matters. And by the way, during this whole sequence, like, intense rock music is playing. Mm-hmm. Love it. It's very loud. Just, and it's, like like I said, literally just adults beating on a child. Yeah, it's fun. Matt yells to nobody in particular to get him out of there, begging to be released from the game. But even when he falls down, the referee just picks him back up and tells him to get back at it. Mm-hmm. Matt lines up for a face-off, and he yells, I don't the other player raises his head, and it's one of the men in black agents from the car. Oh, snap. He says, That's right, kid. You don't belong here. The other agent is there, too, and smiles at Matt. Then the game starts, and they all just keep kicking his ass like before. <laughs> <laughs> they whip his stick off of his hands. It's great. Yeah. The coach is like, Aw, oh, fuck it up. Ten million dollars. Come on. <laughs> Oh, man. How is he getting $10 million? This is like a nobody team in the middle of nowhere. That's amazing. With a child on the team. (laughs) So it's not NHL. The agent picks Matt up from a big messy pile of grown men and says, You'll never get away with it, kid. The other agent replies, They never learn, do they? Nope. Matt is confused about what all of this nonsense means, and he runs off. He sees a referee standing with his back facing him in the middle of the dark rink, and he asks if the ref knows where his mother is. The ref turns around, and it's one of the men in black again. 
Mm-hmm. Couldn't have saw that one coming. He takes off his sunglasses and mocks Matt for calling for his mommy. These dudes, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't really know what their like job is, but they're bad at it, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Matt notices a single bright light coming from behind the goal on the other end of the rink, and he skates his hardest for it. Yeah, for like two minutes. He's chased by the two agents while the hip-hop music starts back up. <laughs> and Matt slow motion dives and slides into the net. There's a bright flash and then a wormhole-looking sequence, which we see quite a lot in this episode. Mm-hmm. Matt appears on the other side of the wormhole on the ground with two smiling people in surgical get-ups waiting for him. Yeah. One of them says, Dr. Amsterdam, there you are. The rest of the surgical team is waiting for you. They pick him up and get him into his scrubs. Then the surgeon notices Matt's footwear and tells him, Doctor, you're going to have to take off your hockey skates. <laughs> it's a funny little detail. I love it. They quickly get him ready and then put him in front of an old man lying unconscious on a table, telling Matt that he has to hurry because the patient is fading fast. Okay. <laughs> Matt yeah, so good. is, of course, like, hold up, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. A surgeon tells him, It's true. You're a genius. The most brilliant brain surgeon in the world. The president is under anesthesia, ready to be operated on. I love Matt this. Is, Matt is like, the president? And we see a close-up of the man, and he has a cartoonish red dotted line around his skull. <laughs> We also get a little bit of the presidential, the like, musical sting. Yeah. <laughs> so silly. The surgeon holds an x-ray up to the light and tells Matt, As you can see, the growth is in a delicate area of the brain. So one small slip and... The other surgeon hands Matt a bone saw and he stands there wide-eyed while they tell him, <laughs> Alright, start cutting. and now we get really weird fish eye lens close-ups of the surgeons as they tell him to hurry up and cut the president's goddamn head open (laughs) i don't know they like the fish eye lens in this episode a bit they do and you know what Cortland? like you like it too don't you the the fish eye lens and the the hip-hop music and the Dutch angles, this episode has a style. Like, it's very nice. its own thing. There's a lot of episodes that just kind of blend together, but there's no way you can confuse this episode for any other one. No, it's got a really different tone. Yeah, there's a lot of close-ups in this episode of people making exaggerated faces. It's almost like it was directed by Ron Oliver, but it wasn't. It, it wasn't, which is... Uh, weird but who did direct this episode john bell All right. let me take a look at his imdb really quick here. yeah we'll keep an eye I out i just for want to see what other ones he might have other things here. he directed the maniac mansion tv series the zach files sci factors he did 18 episodes oh okay so he's like he's an expert two episodes of honey i shrunk the kids the tv show i know how much you love that i did like that yes and one episode of the famous jet jackson all right all good stuff from the sounds of it all right now Out of the darkness, the two men in black show up, and Matt throws the saw to one of the surgeons. His immediate reaction is to just jump over the table holding the president's body. I love that, yeah. 
that transports him through another wormhole. Which he couldn't have known, but... Uh, whatever. <laughs> hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your hockey-gifted kid. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we've got. We're just so thankful for you spending some time with us. Looking to support our show and get some sweet content in the process? Become a patron at patreon.com slash private island. We've got plenty of bonus content for you right now, including behind-the-scenes videos, some bloopers, early release episodes, and more. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Tristan, Sarah, Redemption, Eddie, and Venice the Silver Goth, Stephen, Shane, Matt, Gerilyn, Aaron, Brittany, Kyle, and Lindsay, the Golden Day Days, Sarah, Matt, Faith, Derek, and Angela, and the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. Check us out on Instagram at Private Island Presents and on Twitter at PRVT Island. We are always making new content for every episode we cover, like memes, GIFs, videos, and more. We watch full-length episodes of Goosebumps live on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern on Instagram, so mark your calendar and stop by. I've been really growing on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash privateislandc, where I play a lot of Dead by Daylight. It's a great place to interact live with fans. I've got a bunch of videos and audio clips from Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps that play when you follow us, you subscribe, or you use your rewards here. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme dating start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Up next, I'd like to play the promo for one of my favorite podcasts from one of my favorite podcasters, Kate with Ignorance Was Bliss, who you may remember joined us for Are You Afraid of the Dark Season 3 episode, The Tale of the Bookish Babysitter. Hey, this is Kate. I'm a forensic psychologist and crisis clinician, and I collect stories. Everything from true crime to trauma to parenthood. There's a lot more in common between depression and sociopathy or between serial killers and podcasters than you might think. Are you sure you really want to know? This is Ignorance Was Bliss at iwbpodcast.com and iwbpodcast on social media. For now, I'll let you get back to the show. As always, thank you so much for listening in, you guys. It really means the world to us. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. This time, Matt appears in some kind of industrial factory basement-looking area. He walks around, calling out for anyone, and then he bumps into the same man from before... The surgeon, except now, he's dressed like some kind of officer. Love it. We also get a little bit of the goosebumps being like... Doo, 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 doo. Oh, yeah? I didn't yeah, notice just that. A, just for like a quick second. It's great. Oh, just a touch. That's all you need. The man leads Matt over to a massive bomb with the stereotypical <laughs> sticks of dynamite with wires attached. And he asks what wire needs to be cut. We see that there's less than 20 seconds on the clock, and Matt is again like, I don't know shit about shit. Mm -hmm. With something like five seconds on the clock, the man laughs and says, Matt Amsterdam is seconds away from being blown up and still has time for a joke. Love it. But uh, for real, which wire? (laughs) For for real, kid, which one? (laughs) (laughs) That took more than five seconds to say. 
Matt okay. does his catchphrase about being just a kid, blah, blah, blah. But the man demands to know which wire more forcefully now because he's about to die. Matt yells, cut them all, <laughs> as he does a <laughs> tiny little jump forward towards the camera. <laughs> that sends him into a wormhole, but surely all those other people are dead. Yep, they are. Matt appears back in his own backyard now, except he's dressed in a tiny tuxedo. Beautiful. A garbage song is playing in the background. And I had to look this up, Cortland, because... Is it real? In my notes, originally I was like, oh, they got this fake-sounding garbage song, and then I looked it up, and it was a real garbage song. (laughs) Well, that means I can't play it, because I'll get sued. Yeah. Shirley Manson will kick your ass. (laughs) You just have to watch the episode to find out what song it is. (laughs) He looks up to see a wedding ceremony taking place on the lawn. Matt walks down the aisle, which is a weird thing to do. Like, if you just see a wedding taking place, you just... Yeah, I would go into my house instead, but whatever. Yeah. Everyone looks at him with smiles, and we hear their thoughts for some reason and realize that Matt is the groom. Okay. He gets to the front, and that fisheye cam is back as Matt looks at his bride. She's a a bigger lady with warts on her face and a missing tooth. (laughs) I love her. She's the same lady that was in the surgery. She's great. She yells at Matt for being late for their wedding. And then Homegirl just straight up bites into an onion like it's an apple. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck is going on? Oh my god, Cortland. What is this? (laughs) Don't know. I love that that's just like shorthand for like, this person is hideous. Yep. (laughs) They they eat onions (laughs) like a hand fruit. One of the men in black pops up behind the bride and tells Matt, I hope you remembered the ring. The other agent appears behind Matt and says, you won't get away this time. Matt screams and the camera pulls into his mouth, which sucks him into a wormhole. (laughs) This episode kind of really moves, doesn't it? It just goes from thing to thing to thing. I think that's one of the reasons why I like it so much. Yeah, like this is probably one they could have stretched out into a two-parter and just made you know everything take a little bit longer but i'm glad they didn't glad they didn't yeah it's perfect the way it is so this time he comes out of the wormhole in just a black void with a spotlight on him just like the hockey game but there's no hockey he looks around and sees a door with the words supreme court of the unified universe cool voices from all parts of this episode play all around Matt. Yeah, we got a re- quick recap of the episode. And he runs to escape them. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, no. 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 I said no. I said no. I said no. <laughs> the door to the court won't open, though, so he runs back to the light. The men in black approach him from both sides, and they stand in their own little spotlights. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's like a cool shot. It's yeah. visually interesting. Matt whips his face back and forth like 30 times as the men walk closer and closer. Yeah, so this part lasts a really long time, and, like, he whips his face, and then we see, like, the guys walking in on him. I th- I think what they were trying to do was to, like, make it show, like, no matter which way he looks, they're coming from that way, right? Yeah. Both okay. directions, because we live in two dimensions. I feel like it's not done great, but it, 
works, I guess. I don't know. I mean, you get what they were going for, so that's really all they need. Yeah, yeah. One of the men says, We're the reality police. A chair slides in from out of nowhere, and Matt falls into it. Matt then asks, Who are you guys? Which is like, you know, they just told them. Yeah. The agent flashes his reality police badge. And Matt says, No, like, what do you want with me? Where am I? The camera is spinning around constantly. And one of the agents whips off his glasses and puts his face in the camera, telling him, I'll tell you where you are. You're in trouble. That's such a mom response. Yeah, but it's great. It's, it's done really well. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. Matt yells, and the chair slides him away and through the doors to the court. Literally, as soon as he's in there, a judge in a white wig is yelling at him with his face right up to the camera. This judge, dude. Oh, my God. (laughs) They were just like, the directing was, hey, just be fucking nuts. And he went for it. And he did it. He did it. (laughs) He nailed it. They were just like, be campy, be hammy, just do it. And he was like, got it, boss. And he did it. Yeah, he was like, are you sure this isn't too much? And they were like, no, not enough. (laughs) They were like, more, (laughs) more. The judge tells Matt he is charged with crimes against reality. Matt is like, what you talking about, judge? And the judge (laughs) slams a massive gavel down. Like, this thing's like a carnival mallet. Love it. And the judge demands to know Matt's plea. Matt says he's not guilty. And the judge tells him, I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a cheeky little smile. Matt says, but I didn't even do anything. And he didn't. (laughs) That's true. He can't do anything. Everybody told him no. So yeah, he couldn't even do anything if he wanted to. The judge explains, you weren't happy being the youngest in your family. You didn't accept the way things were. The judge yells, Roll the videotape! And we are treated to a looped clip of Matt saying, Reality? Who needs it? I hate reality. But it's got little guitar licks added to the background. Judge did a little bit of editing. I love it. He's a great editor. I'm thinking about hiring him for the podcast. That would be such a big help. The judge sees that tape as pretty damning evidence, and Matt tries to talk, but every time he does... The judge screams, silence, and slams Thor's hammer down. (laughs) The judge declares Matt to be in violation of some subsection of the Universal Penal Code. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Baba (laughs) the Dude. Yes. The Hazamata of the Hockey Game. Uh, (laughs) And again, he puts his face right in the camera and goes, Rhymes against reality! Matt starts begging forgiveness, saying, Reality is awesome, and I love it. So good, The judge tells him, (laughs) You should try a piece of this, it's great. (laughs) The judge tells Matt that it's too late. He picks up a piece of paper and tells Matt, You are hereby found, um, hmm, guilty! (laughs) I love this. Matt is somehow surprised by this verdict, and the judge slams his hammer down over and over again, saying, 
Guilty! 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 He's all like, woohoo, guilty! <laughs> yeah, he seems guy. a little partial. Yeah, he is loving this. It's He loves his job, and I love to see it. <laughs> it reminds me of the hands, hands, yes. hands. Yeah. If only it was Aaron Tagger. But that's okay. This guy did amazing. Yeah, it's great. A wormhole appears under Matt, and he sadly zapped away from this judge. Oh, I want more judge. I know. Back to the attic where he started. Mom comes up and tells him, I told you not to go up there. Get your ass down here. <laughs> Matt comes down and tells Mom that he fell asleep up there and that he had the worst dream. Pam walks out of her room, still on the phone, and says, Oh, hi, Mom. Oh, it's just my mom. <laughs> what the fuck? Duh. <laughs> hey, Mom. Oh, it's, it's just my mom. Don't worry about it. Like, what? Of course. <laughs> There's only one mom. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she said, oh, hi, mom. And then whoever she's on the phone with is like, who's that? <laughs> Who are you talking to that's not me? Oh, it's my oh, mom. <laughs> it's my mom. That's why I said hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Matt continues describing his whole ordeal, but mom isn't really paying attention. She's much more interested in Pam's phone conversation. <laughs> yes. But she does tell Matt, you know what? Maybe you are old enough to move your room up into the attic. Yeah, she's just like, shut up, Matt. Let me just give you a little bit of something so you shut the fuck up. Yeah. You can sleep in this dirty room that no one uses. <laughs> Matt's face cycles through like 30 different emotions, and he's like, Love it. yeah, nah, I think I'm gonna stay out of the attic from now on. Mom thinks that's fine, and Matt tells her, life is good. I'm going to stay in my own room. I'm going to get my own money. <laughs> I'm going to scam someone out of a million dollars and buy go-karts <laughs> and eat so much ice cream. Virtual reality from 1994. <laughs> he starts to walk away, but Mom stops him. She asks, didn't you leave some things up in the attic? Uh, why don't you How bring them down know? before you go back to bed? Yeah, I don't know. She peeks her head in that attic for f- 0.5 seconds. She wouldn't she know what's She scanned the room like a Terminator and was like, comic book, blanket, <laughs> flashlight, <laughs> flashlight, <laughs> mannequin disturbed. <laughs> Matt wants nothing to do with that attic, but Mom insists that he go back up there. So, Matt hesitantly walks through the attic and he bumps into that mannequin again. Spooks him again. Yeah. Never learns. Matt says, back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Uh, <laughs> he calls it boring, though. That's where he made yeah, his mistake. Yeah, boring reality. <laughs> then, from off camera, a voice says, boring. We see the two men in black, and the guy says, the fun is just beginning. Okay, that's disgusting. Some more of that dope hip-hop music plays as the door to the attic closes by itself and the ceiling fan starts spinning again. The end. What a fucking weird ending. Wow. I loved it, though, Brandon. Loved this episode. <laughs> so much fun. Man. And, like, this was a really short episode talking about. I thought it would be longer, and it felt like we did say more about the episode, but it still just moved so quickly. <laughs> Really good episode. Pacing was great. The story itself was fun. 
the acting was all right like especially from all the adults they did great yeah really good episode the ending really weird but like whatever it's probably because i'm a fucking adult now and it's disgusting but like whatever (laughs) yeah um i don't i don't remember if i seen this episode when i was a kid but 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 you wish you had right i wish i had and i felt like if i had seen it i would have loved it because Cortland. One of my favorite story devices in a story is like where a character is constantly going through very different scenarios back to back. Mm-hmm. That's really great. One of my favorite movies as a kid was the movie North starring Elijah Wood, which is a notoriously mm-hmm. bad movie. But I just loved the gimmick of him like living with different parents and being like, oh, what are these wacky new parents like? And then he goes to another family, and it's like, oh, what are these wacky new parents like? And I just love that shit. I've never heard of that movie. I've never seen Quantum Leap, but I feel oh. like I would love it if I had seen it. I think you probably would, too. Yeah. So that's that's uh, that's something that I like, and this episode had it in spades. All right. Well, we should talk about the cast of this episode. Okay. There's uh, quite a few characters, more than normal. Mm-hmm. Let's start with, uh, you know, Matt, who's played by Tyler Kite. Mm-hmm. Tyler has, uh, he's got 25 credits on IMDb, his most recent one being from just last year, so he's a working actor. Nice. Uh, his first role was as Matt in Goosebumps, so that explains, yeah, that. you know, <laughs> a little bit of something. And you know yeah. what? what we've seen him before we've seen him before in an episode that is not entirely dissimilar to this episode yeah so we we saw this character in the are you afraid of the dark episode the tale of the wisdom glass which is very similar to this episode in ways. this episode of goosebumps is kind of like the tale of the phone police the tale of the wisdom glass I would even say the tale of the misfortune cookie. Like it's the tale of misfortune cookie done right, in my opinion. Yeah, I I thought of wisdom glass and I thought of closet keepers because of the mm-hmm. agents. And so many things. Yeah. Wow. I don't remember him from Are You Afraid of the Dark, but like now that I see that, I'm like, oh yeah, that is him. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. The one that was like, oh yes, I'll buy this for you because I'm rich. Yeah, well, I don't remember him being terrible in that, so, like, he got he got better in just two years. Awesome. Tyler was also in 40 episodes of Instant Star, something I don't know what that is. I think we talked about it before. He was Spider-Man. Oh, we probably talked about it when I talked about him and... Yeah, you know class. what? We talked about this guy. <laughs> Next. Yeah, you don't get two. Next, we have Pam, who's played by Amanda Zampragna. Yeah, twin Which... sister of Dominic Zampragna, who's in Are You Afraid of the Dark? Goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. He was in uh, Tale Cutter's Treasure and The Tale of the Full Moon. Loved him. Uh, but the sister, wish she got some more screen time. Yeah, well, she didn't have much screen time in this episode of Goosebumps. And uh, unfortunately, it was her uh, penultimate role because she only had one credit after this. In 2001, she played Dolores in something called Fall, The Price of Silence. Four roles altogether. Uh, she was in a TV miniseries called Family Pictures and a TV series called Counter-Strike in 1991 where she was in one episode. Next. Not a great career, but... Uh, that's okay. Her brother makes up That's for okay. It. She had a wonderful neckerchief. Mm-hmm. Next, we have Mom, played by 
Kathleen Lasky. Yeah. And Kathleen uh, is in a lot of stuff. 88 credits. Her most recent being from just this year, a TV series called Pretty Hard Cases. Her first role, 1982 SCTV Network. Mm, love that show. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, is that SCTV, like the SCTV? SCTV Channel 11. I don't know if that's from that or not. I don't know where that came from I, in my mind. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. She was also in The Littlest Hobo. She was, she was in... in Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. Yeah, she played Birdie, slash actress, slash classmate. She yeah, did lots of 19 places. episodes. Like, that's that's a good amount. She was in Sci Factor, Chronicles of the Paranormal. Nice. Oh, a bunch of stuff I don't so know many things. care about. A lot of voice acting. Totally Spies, 16, Yin Yang Yo. She was in a movie called Homie Spamoni. It's got Whoopi Goldberg in it. It's got to be great. All right. She was in a TV series called How to Buy a Baby. Oh, okay. That's all you need to know. All right. Perfect. Next. Next. We can talk about both the men in black. Yeah, I'd like to. Okay. Well, we'll talk about one of the men in black. He was played by Martin Roach. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've seen this guy before. He, Yeah, me too. He's, he's got, got a cool voice, he's a... so he's probably a voice actor. His IMDb credits are outrageous. He has so 213 credits. Wow. Like, God damn. And that's, like, since 1996. One of his first roles, Sci Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal, one episode, played a technician. He was also Mr. Finley in You Can't Scare Me. He played a voice in Resident Evil Code Veronica. Uh, he was in, he was in You Can't Skate. Oh, you just said that. <laughs> yeah, I did. Sorry. He was the guy who sat down and ate lunch with the students. He was like, wait, is that Sam with cream cheese? Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> uh, so many things. I'm sure we covered him then, right? Probably, maybe. <laughs> maybe. He was in like five seconds of that episode. He was in the Doodle Bops. He was in so He's many He's in American Gods guys. recently. Reacher, Lock and Key, like shows people have heard of. Yeah, he was in Wish Fart as Fireball. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, Wish Fart. There we go. Done. He was in Shit's Creek, of course. Yeah. A great, uh, great actor. Really great guy. I'd love to meet him. Next. The other man in black was played by Anthony DeLongis. Tell me more. And Anthony has 134 credits in IMDb. Lord. These people. So these men in black, man, they be acting. Sure do. He's got like four movies in production right now. So like he's doing stuff. Yeah. His first credit is in 1963, Cortland, a little something called General Hospital. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Eh, Some weird dumb thing. He was in Logan's Run, the TV series, Battlestar Galactica, the original TV series. Wow. The 18. Legend. Murder, She Wrote. The Dukes of Hazard, the eighties Twilight Zone, MacGyver, Sinbad, all the classic ER, cheesy TV shows. The Hunted, like I said, I said that like I know what it was. Um, so many Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Really great actor, I guess. Yeah, yeah Ted Bundy, American Boogeyman from twenty twenty one. Wow, what? how many Ted Bundy things did they make? So many. Because that's not the one with what's his name. Oh, this one has Chad Michael Murray as Ted Bundy. <laughs> no, it doesn't have the Zac Efron as Ted Bundy one, though. Ooh, you put you put Zac Efron against Chad Michael Murray, like, I don't know, who's gonna, who's gonna <laughs> take that one? Apparently, 
I'll just say this. The that coach from the hockey game, like he's he's a somebody. He's uh like a sports commentator. That's cool. Canadian okay. yeah, ice hockey commentator for CBC television. Wow. So he's somebody that people would probably recognize, like if you care about sports back then. Nice. Next. Yes. Um Reality Judge. Gotta give him some credit. The judge is played by Howard Jerome. And Howard also has a lot of credits. Like all of these are yeah. working actors. 120 credits. His last one being in 2020. But he was in Dirty Work, the Norm MacDonald movie, Rest in Peace. Mm-hmm. Uh I love that movie. His first role was in 1986. A little something called Adderley Surprising. TV series. Surprising because it's, like, not as old as you would think. Yeah, because this guy's pretty old. Yeah, I I agree. I thought it was going to be like, oh, in 1940, he played Baby. I feel like he's got one of those voices that you, like, recognize from stuff, but you don't know what it's from, you know? Oh, it's probably from his two episodes of Roly Poly Oly. That's it. I knew it. He was also in the video game Devil May Cry. Yeah. It's a good game. Good game. There's a Taken TV series? There must be, because he's in it. Guess so. IMDb wouldn't lie. <laughs> no. Okay. Um. Ooh, the surgeon guy. We got to talk about him a little bit. Yeah, we got to talk about the surgeon slash bomb defusal guy. He's played by John Hemphill, who I recognized immediately as Bob from Schitt's Creek. Yeah, he looks exactly the same. He hasn't aged yes, today. He really does. That's. Uh, I mean, that's good or bad, depending on. Well, he'll outlive us all. So. It's good now, but but back in the 80s. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, so he was in 65 episodes of the Maniac Mansion TV series, which is surprising to me that that series lasted so long. Right. That's what I was going to cool. say. Uh, he was also very involved in the SCTV series in Channel the 80s. 11. So, yeah, he probably worked uh, with Eugene Levy. Quite a bit. He's yeah, because he was in the Man, which has Eugene Levy in it too. He's apparently also in Adventures in Babysitting. I don't remember him in that, but that's one of well, my favorite, favorite movies. Movie. So yeah. <laughs> Max. All right. Lastly, last. we have the Bride slash Surgeon, played by Lisa Hines. Oh, and I have to mention before that that yeah. guy from Schitt's Creek, uh, John Hempel, he doesn't have an IMDb profile pic, so that's weird. weird. Yeah. And neither does Lisa Hines. Hmm. Well, she has 12 acting credits, her last one being in 2002, so maybe that's not as surprising. Yeah, yeah. But she was in Lex, the TV series, which I remember right. seeing a few times, and I thought that show was weird as fuck. It looks, uh, I've never heard of it really. Looks to me like a Xena the Warrior Princess, like esque show for some reason it's sci-fi oh okay so sci-fi xena <laughs> basically sure it's okay. sci-fi xena uh it's dumb there's a guy who throws his head it's stupid okay all right that sounds <laughs> dope but whatever uh lisa was also in an episode of eerie indiana and twice in a lifetime boom done yep that is the extremely large cast of lots of famous people really really this good. episode yeah good actors and uh, the guy who plays Matt, who all over the place. 
5.9 on IMDb for this episode. That's that's no, way too that's low. Stupid. I told you. I don't trust IMDb in their no, ratings. You man. can't. You really can't. Mm-mm. No. Cortland, I feel like this episode is a moral. Like I mean, it is, but yeah, it's it's misfortune cookies moral, which appreciate your life. Yeah. Uh, no, don't tell me what to do. The thing about this episode, it doesn't really like this kid just gets shit on the entire episode from start to finish. Yeah, he just gets shit on. There's not really any like redemption for this kid. Like he has a bad ending. Yeah, you know? and he didn't <laughs> it's not a anything. good ending. This kid like, did nothing. He learns to appreciate his life. Like he he goes through the process. Of changing to be a better person, and then <laughs> fate is just like, nah, he's still fucked. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that for him, because I, I like the kid, and I was hoping that he would get, like, a good ending or whatever. But, like, at the end of the day, nothing changes. Like, no. he can appreciate being 12, I guess, but, like, tomorrow the same shit's gonna happen to him anyway, so... Yeah, so, uh, that's a dumb moral. Real moral of the story is don't sleep in the attic. <laughs> yeah. Which is actually the alternate title is "Don't Sleep in the Attic." <laughs> All right, well we got we got that one already. The twofer, yeah. Moral of the story: Don't trust the men in black. Moral of the story: Onions are delicious. There we go. All right, alternate titles. I mean, you nailed it already. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Uh, how about set it up good for the hockey game? I would love to find a hockey game, Brandon. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, that's what was that guy saying? He had two lines and he that. fucked them both up. <laughs> that's why you didn't get mentioned in our credits. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. Overall, though, Brandon loved it. I yeah. this is a really fun episode. I wouldn't mind watching this one a couple more times in my life. Yeah. Well, it'll be fun to do a little watch party of this one. I will, yeah, and you know what? I think I will. <laughs> I'm okay, do it. okay. Maybe try not, something I mean, a little t- different tomorrow. In like when this episode comes out, time I'll do it. I'll do it again. Eight o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Instagram. See you there. <laughs> Except for you, Brandon. You'll be at work. Yeah. Oh, brother. Um, what's next? What do we got coming up? Cortland, the next episode of Goosebumps. Your hesitation worries me, Brandon. It. It's because it doesn't have a cover. Oh, okay. It's so disappointing because it's okay. I love looking up these covers, but this episode is called Click. All right. Uh, so Click. Well, immediately when I type in Google, I get Adam Sandler, which <laughs> makes sense. But it looks like this one is from the same one, the Tales to Give You Goosebumps with like the spooky phantom coming out of the castle in the background. Mm-hmm. So this one is a short story one again? Yes, it is. Okay. I don't really have anything to say about the cover. I've already talked about it before. In terms of the episode title versus description here, I mean, obviously it's going to be this kid that gets a remote control that, you know, changes reality around him, and then the reality police come and get him, right? Pretty much. Okay. (laughs) It's click. Uh, Well, given that title and what I'm sure is the plot of him having a device that can, you know, fast forward time and all that stuff. Should be fun. Should be a fun episode. Sure. (laughs) Okay. Fine. After uh, Don't Go to Sleep, you know, we'll see. You got a lot to live up to. But luckily, Cortland, this episode is also directed by John Bell. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe he'll give us some craziness. Yeah, maybe we'll get some of that style. I'm here for it. I'm okay. Me too. Uh, 
that's that's next week. We're done. We're done. I've been all up right. all night. All right. Sounds good. I've been me too, Brandon. I'm going back to well, I got work to do now, but like, you can go to sleep. <laughs> you fool. Oh, whatever. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you next week for Click, starring Adam Sandler. All right. Awesome. Bye, everybody. Bye. You're a genius.